Hey everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 13 SFT. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. A big round of football uh, we just witnessed in Round 12. It is Team List Tuesday as always here um, That when I am filming this podcast. So we're going to talk about all my predictions for the Round 13 uh, coming up and we're going to discuss Round 12. We're going to recap it uh, momentarily. And then after my tips today, we're going to talk about the teams that are uh, on the brink of the top eight and fighting out for the remaining top eight spots, uh, in particular the Sharks, the Knights, the Rabbitohs, Manly, Tigers, the Warriors, and the Dragons. And we're going to discuss who I think will be making those back-end positions, those six to eight positions uh, in the NRL Telstra Premiership for 2020. So huge show coming up, guys. Uh, let's recap round 12 now. And it all started on Thursday night when the St. George Illawarra Dragons took on the Rabbitohs at Oakey Jubilee Stadium, and Estrada Jubilee, as it's now called. Uh, and it was the Dragons that started very quickly, and they went out to a huge lead early on in that game, winning 16-0 after 20 minutes before the Rabbitohs mounted a comeback um, and managed to get the job done 32-24. to All the Rabbitohs' points were scored by their Indigenous players, which um, I may as well take this opportunity right now to mention how good, the, how good of a job the NRL did um, to not only highlight the game's Indigenous stars, but also to... Uh, pay their respect to the Aboriginal culture and all the Indigenous cultures, whether it be the Maoris, uh, the Aboriginals, um, every different uh, culture out there. I think they did a really good job in promoting it uh, last round. So well done, the NRL. But I did tip the Rabbitohs in that Thursday night game. It made me one from one for the round uh, before the Friday games. And the West Tigers at 6 p.m. on Friday night uh, did suffer a loss to the Warriors 26-20, to which saw their coach uh, explode at halftime. Michael Maguire was not happy. Um, and evil was a bunch of us, us tipsters because I think the majority of the people tipped the Tigers. I know I did, uh, which made me one from two for the weekend. And then in the 8 o'clock game, the Brisbane Broncos were winning for 70 minutes before suffering a late loss to the Cronulla Sharks. They could not break that losing streaks. The Sharks winning 36-26 to 26 there. The Sharks had a lot of first graders out. We're going to talk about the fallout from that game later on, uh, but that made me two from three for the weekend before we got into Super Saturday, where the Sydney Roosters suffered a scare against the Titans. It wasn't easy for them. They had a lot of first graders out, but it wasn't a good performance by any means, but they did manage to get the job done 18-12. to 12. I tipped the Roosters in that game, obviously, so that made me three for four for the weekend. I also tipped the Raiders to beat the Cowboys. They survived a scare against them 14-12 in a very entertaining contest. That made me uh, free from four for the weekend. Um, free from four? Yeah, free from four for the week. No, four from five for the weekend, sorry. Uh, before I got to the Manly and Penrith game, um, my upset of the week, round 12, was the Manly Seagulls. I couldn't be further from the truth um, with that prediction because it was Penrith that were absolutely... Uh, outstanding, and they dominate at Manly, and Manly, uh, very troubling signs there. Penrith Panthers looking uh, like shoo-ins to, to have a top four finish, maybe even a top two finish, and maybe even potentially the minor premiers in 2020. So they're flying at the moment, Penrith, and we're, I'm sure we're going to talk about that more in the podcast as well, leading to my Sunday. So that made me four for six for the weekend, leading to the Sunday games uh, where the Eels defeated the Bulldogs 18-16 in a uh, game that a lot of people expected the Eels to win by more, but... That rivalry, the Bulldogs-Eels rivalry really showed up there in a the big way, but the Eels managed to uh, win while not being at their best. We're going to discuss whether Parramatta are in a form slump when we get to uh, Parramatta's game as well later in this podcast. And then the Storm defeated the struggling Newcastle Knights 26-16 to end the round. I tipped the Eels and the Storm. 
which made me six from eight for the weekend. My only blemishes being the Tigers against the Warriors, and my upset of the week mainly uh, being way off against Penrith. So six out of eight for the round. Um, that has gotten me to. Uh, sorry, one second. 64, uh, 64 correct tips after 12 rounds, uh, which gives us an average of 5.3 a round. So not where I want to be. It's been a very tough year with COVID, um, but that is no excuse. I expect to be better, and hopefully I can get a perfect round before the end of the year. Uh, so let's uh, let's get to the round 13 NRL footy tips for this week and my predictions for each and every game. But before we do that, uh, please remember to like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook, if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to the show, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or wherever you guys listen to it, to it. Thank you guys for listening to the show again, and let's get to my predictions for round 13 of the NRL Telstra Premiership. And it all starts from Wynn Stadium on Thursday night at 8pm when the Sydney Roosters travel down there to take on the struggling St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, it should be a very entertaining contest. I'm actually going to be attending this game. Um... And I'm hoping to see a lot better uh, COVID situation uh, with the social distancing as uh, a lot better than we saw in the Storm and Newcastle game up there on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, that's obviously under a bit of controversy there. Uh, but credit to the uh, the staff at Wynn Stadium and all the staffs around Sydney uh, for their stadiums. I think they're doing a really good job uh, social distancing everybody that goes to the games. Um, apart from that scare on Sunday, obviously, of course... I don't want to really get into it too much, but Sunshine Coast, obviously, they don't have too many, if any, issues of COVID up there. But um, it's definitely a, um, it's definitely being a little bit reckless, in my opinion, to have people that close to each other. So I'm going to be attending this game anyway, um, and hopefully, it's all all good and everybody's socially separated um, with their social distancing. So, uh, but anyway, the Roosters last weekend, round twelve, they weren't at their best against the Gold Coast Titans. They had a lot of first graders yet. In the Morris brothers, uh, Angus Crichton, Boyd Cordner, and of course, Verrills and Victor Radley also out for the season. Um, they are, are struggling uh, at the moment uh, in terms of consistency. They haven't been at their best, as I said, and uh, they're going to be a hell of, need to be a lot better because I think the Dragons in a show up to this game to play. Um, they are under all sorts of pressure at the moment, of course, after losing to the Sharks in a narrow loss two weeks ago before giving up a 16-0 lead against the Rabbitohs very easily last weekend. So um, it's an important game, this game. It's more important than it looks on the surface. Uh, the Roosters need to start hitting some form because we're getting into that important part of the season. And while they're not playing their best football at the moment and they, they're still getting wins against teams like the Warriors and the Titans, it's concerning if they continue this pattern um, and this form leading into the finals campaign in a couple months' time. So it's important for them to get back on the right track because if they play like they did last weekend, I can see the Dragons potentially causing an upset here. But they are boosted uh, in saying that uh, by the return of uh, of Josh Morris, who comes back into the team. No boy corner still, which is very concerning considering his concussion history. And they're actually missing Kyle Flanagan looking at this team list this week. I'm not sure um, what kind of injury he's, uh, he's suffered, but I haven't heard anything during the weekend, so I'm guessing it's more of a precautionary measure. And the young uh, young playmaker in Lachlan Liam is going to come into the starting halfback position this week. So a lot of pressure is going to be on Kiri, and I think Lachlan Liam's done a really good job um, in his short since this season. Um, but again, the Roosters, they're going to be lacking a lot of star power, um, and if the Dragons can be at their best, then they can really bring it to this Roosters side. So 
Uh, looking at the Dragons, obviously, as I said, they were winning 16-0, now they flying against the Rabbitohs uh, to start Indigenous round last weekend before the Rabbitohs uh, came home and, and really under the leadership of Cody Walker, which we'll get into later on the show when we discuss the Rabbitohs, um, really didn't look like losing after that point. Um, the Dragons are boosted by the return of Adam Clune, comes back into the seven, but uh, the pressure's back on Paul McGregor, as it should be, um, because a month ago, they were flying after a, a terrible start to the season, and I thought they could have definitely been finals contenders. So it's very disappointing to see a team like the Dragons, who have so much potential, and they've got um, some good young talent mixed with some uh, you know, experienced veterans, experienced campaigners in guys like Vaughan and Frizzell and Sims and McInnes and Hunt, all these guys. Um, and honestly, they just fold under the, the smallest amount of pressure. Um, there's no excuse for losing last weekend. They should be a lot better. Um, they should have been a lot better, and they should be a lot better this weekend. Uh, the players just aren't playing for Paul McGregor, and I feel sorry for him. In saying that, I think Tristan Slater was really good uh, when he came onto the halves in the last 10 minutes of the game, and it makes me question uh, Paul McGregor because it's game management plan um, in only putting Saylor on in the last 10 minutes. I think that he wanted to give all um, give Ben Hunt and Corey Norman enough time um, to really control the game, but... Midway through in that second half, they just they weren't doing it at all. And I think that Saylor, they gave him more minutes than they really could have uh, potentially had a comeback against the Rabbitohs and really could have put the Rabbitohs' defense under a lot of pressure, who, in my opinion, the Rabbitohs don't have the best defense at the best of times. Um, so I think the Dragons just need to be better around the board in terms of game management. Um, their defense obviously needs to be better. Matt Dufty had a good start to the game and uh, looked on fire after 15 minutes before throwing an intercept try to Alex Johnson, and they did throw two intercept tries during the match. And as I said, after that, they they didn't look in the game. So the Dragons going to have to be a lot better this weekend. I think they will be. I think they're really going to bring it bring it against the Roosters, to be honest with you. Um, I do think the Roosters will still have a little bit too much class. You look at their side on paper, and they're missing a lot, but they've still got guys like James Tedesco, um, Jake Friend, uh, Luke Heary, these guys are premiership leaders, uh, premiership winners and uh, leaders uh, and veterans of the competition. So I think the Roosters, with their talent that they've got in all their young stars, are going to look to those guys, uh, people like Hargraves as well, and Mitchell Orbison in his 300th game. Um, well done to Mitchell Orbison, who's been a very solid player throughout his career. I think they're going to be looking to those more experienced guys to get them over the line here, and I think they're just going to have a little bit too much for the Dragons. I don't think it's going to be a flogging, and I think the Roosters will win this one by six points in a highly entertaining uh, contest to start the rounds. But for you Dragons fans, unfortunately, I think it's time to look to 2021, um, especially after after what we saw uh, in the second half last weekend. So the Roosters by four to start the round uh, in round 13. And the second game of the weekend, uh, Friday Night Football will kick off with a uh, huge game between the New Zealand Warriors and the Manly Seagulls. The Warriors, they've been really impressive in their last fortnight of football. They really bring it to the Roosters, and they defeated the West Tigers last weekend. Uh, and Manly, well, you think they were on a comeback trail, and I predicted them uh, for huge things to defeating the team that's running first, Penrith, last weekend. But they uh, didn't fire a shot. They were blown off the park, and they were very ordinary. They had some injuries um, that they could have used as an excuse, but really, they... It shouldn't have been because they were blown off the park. They were never in the game, and uh, you've really got to question whether they want it um, enough at the moment because they are not producing on the field. And this game suffers. Uh, this game uh, is set to be a huge match uh, that could dictate their finals 
uh, hopes in 2020. And as I said, I'm going to discuss that at the end of the show, who I think is going to win the remaining positions in the top eight, those sixth, seventh, and eighth positions. Um, but mainly, this might be showing my cards a little bit early, but mainly, I don't know if they've got what it takes. I mean, uh, Dylan Walker was going to be a huge inclusion last weekend. He only lasted 10 minutes. He broke his foot. Brad Parker got injured. Curtis Surin has been named in this side, um, but he suffered a knee injury at the back end of last weekend as well, so he's in doubt. Um, they're down on troops. Um, their game management in uh, Cherry Evans and Cuss can sometimes look really good and sometimes be very disappointing, and um, their defense has been overall very disappointing this year. They let 42 in against the Panthers. Uh, they got flogged by the Dragons about a month ago as well, and I really question... Um, what Manly team we're going to see each and every week. So very uh, worrying signs if you're a Manly fan. The New Zealand Warriors, on the other hand, as I said, they've been overachieving each week. They do say goodbye to Paul Green this weekend, uh, this week and this weekend because of a bunch of off-field things with the club and his manager. Um, and uh, and they're going to have to do it without him. They've got Chanel to, uh, Harris Tavita back in the seventh position. Uh, but I think the Warriors, as I said, they've had plenty of excuses in 2020 they haven't been able to go home um, and see their family. So you never know what Warriors you're going to get. But I think the Warriors are definitely a team that's capable of producing an upset. RTS is starting to get back to some of his best football that we saw a couple of years ago. And Tohu Harris is just leading this whole team by example. Him and Jazz Tavanga and uh, Elise Katoa, the young kid that debuted at the start of the year. Those guys are in great form up the front for him. And uh, I think they're a real chance, uh, real chance in this match. And I'm actually going to tip them. Um, I'm going to tip the Warriors by 10 points in this game. I just really question uh, if Manly have that mental toughness to compete against the Warriors, who, as I said, they might show up and they might not, but I actually believe more in the Warriors and their form line at the moment than I do in Manly's. So the Warriors in a huge upset to kick off. From Another big game on Friday Night Football, the Brisbane Broncos. They love this time slot at 7.50, but they're going to be hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, well, actually, they're not. They're traveling down to ANZ, sorry, to verse the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the second game of Friday Night Football. And the Broncos, last week, they played 70 very good minutes of football uh, before uh, folding against the Sharks and letting the Sharks score three late tries to beat them. If I'm Anthony Seaboard, I can't believe it. I mean, they were up for this game. Darius Boyd played the best game he's played in probably a decade. He's four tries. He was involved in everything. Katoni Staggs, back from injury, looked really good. Um... And their forwards lifted guys like Huss and Carrigan, who always play good, but they were uh, lifted with guys like Flegger and uh, Pangai Jr. really doing a good job for them as well. They are boosted by the return of David Feeder, who plays his first game since the COVID shutdown. Um, so a huge game for the Broncos this weekend. They would have been worrying on Sunday afternoon because the Bulldogs almost uh, caused a huge upset against the Eels. And if the, Bronco, uh, the Bulldogs did win that game, the Broncos would be last on the ladder. So... The Bulldogs, they win one more game and the Broncos don't. The Broncos are last, so pressure's really on them. Anthony Milford's out for a month, which I don't particularly think is a bad thing. I mean, he's in terrible form, let's be honest. So the halves this week are going to be Croft and Dearden. It's going to be a very interesting battle against the Rabbitohs, who obviously are one of the most inconsistent teams in the NRL. You never know what you're going to get from them. They were terrible to start uh, round 12 before the Indigenous players really stood up, and they scored every point in that 32 the 24 victory against the Dragons. Um, Adam Reynolds, of course, he went off early in that game with a burner, but it's really good to see Cody Walker lift and uh, show his leadership 
in uh, his absence. It's all about consistency for him, though. Um, getting back to his best football. If he can get back to his early 2019 form, the Rabbitohs are going to be a real threat to uh, to even the teams that are higher than, than them in the top eight. But as we've said many times before, you don't know what Rabbitohs are going to get. You don't know if they're really committed. And they win the games they should, but they lose the games that uh, they expected to lose. And they don't really fire a shot against those top contenders. So saying that, they should beat the Broncos this weekend. Um, if you go off that, because they usually beat the lower-ranked sides. Um, interesting that there's another battle between Wayne Bennett and Anthony Seabold. The Broncos actually beat the Rabbitohs in Round 2 earlier this year, and that was the, one of their last wins. So it's a big game for both sides. Um, the Rabbitohs obviously have more to play for, a final spot on the line. They are currently coming if they lose this weekend. They could very much drop out of the top eight. Um and this is really the first time with Adam Riddle staying on the field that we're going to see the combination in the spine of Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, and Damian Cook. So that's a little bit exciting uh, for all you Rabbitohs supporters out there. We'll see how they how they gel because they haven't played together for a month or two uh, with Latrell's suspension and injuries and other things. So that spine really needs to tick and uh, really needs to combine well if they're going to be a threat late in the season. But surely the Rabbitohs win this game. They need to. If they don't, I think it's safe to say the Rabbitohs' 2020 season's over, even if they do manage to add, like clinch eighth spot if they lose this game, because it's very much possible. I still don't think they can really uh, challenge any of the top sides if they don't start playing good now and they have to win this game against the Broncos without a doubt. So we've got the Rabbitohs by 12 in this game, the Broncos will be competitive um, like they were last weekend, but I just don't know um, where their game management comes from um, to win this game. So uh, we'll see how we go on Friday Night Football. Moving on to my favorite time of the week, Super Saturday. And Super Saturday kicks off at the Sunshine Coast uh, when the Melbourne Storm take on the Canterbury Bulldogs. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the Sunshine Coast, uh, they were at their capacity with the social distancing last weekend, there's a lot of people on top of each other. Uh, promising news by the NRL uh, that the Melbourne Storm have requested that they want a thousand less people at the venue, so only five thousand people at the venue, and I think they should really do a better job spacing them out. So that's going to be interesting to note. But getting into this game, obviously the Storm, uh, they are the ultimate professionals. They are flying along at the moment. They don't look like losing a game. Um, they did suffer a huge loss in the first half. Cameron Smith going down with a uh, suspected AC joint minor uh, strain, I believe it was. I don't think it's a tear, which is good news. So Kevin Smith will be out for the next few weeks at least. Um, and Ryan Pappenhausen with a minor uh, injury as well is going to be out this weekend as well. So they've got, obviously, Brendan Smith's going to cover the hooker position. Uh, they've got the young kid, Nico Hines, is going to come into the fullback position. Um, and Tom Eisenhuff is still being named in the center position as well for their injuries in the center. So the Storm, they're not at full strength. Um, they're going to have to rely on the leadership of Munster, Hughes, and the Bromwiches, and co. Guys like Finucane as well. They've still got a lot of experienced campaigners. They're going up against the Bulldogs team, who um, they've been trying hard lately. They just The results haven't been going their way, really. They did, of course, get a victory against Newcastle in the torrential rain a fortnight ago, um, and obviously they were in the game against the Eels. So there are going to be no pushovers in this game, the Bulldogs, but uh, I don't know if they're going to beat uh, a team coached by Craig Bellamy anytime soon. I mean... They they are they do have their injury concerns, but they as I said they're the ultimate professionals. They know how to win games. They're going to really pressure some of these young guys in this Bulldogs team with that don't have huge first grade experience. Um, guys like Odkin um, in the front row and Luke Thompson, the the British uh, the British import who's been playing great uh, in his few games that he's played at NRL. But 
look for this Storm team to really test those guys um, and see what they're made of. And I think uh, their halves are going to have to be at their absolute best in forward to Lewis, who has been good since he's come back into the Bulldogs team. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to be at their absolute best. They're going to pose any threat to this Melbourne team. Even without their stars, I've got Melbourne by 24 in this game. Melbourne by plenty. And the second game of Super Saturday this weekend most likely will feature the most important game of the round when the Newcastle Knights take on the West Tigers. Both of these teams on a downward spiral lately. Newcastle, of course, they suffered um, a loss to the Storm last weekend. A fortnight ago, they also lost to the Bulldogs. Their last victory being a, a victory against the Rabbitohs where they almost lost that one as well. So Newcastle on a bit of a downward spiral. They were in the top four early in the year. They are now seventh. Um, and risk if they lose this game, potentially being reached from the teams outside of the top eight. So a very important game coming up for them. Obviously, I'm going to preview both of these te- teams' chances in the f- uh, to make the finals later on the show, uh, later on in the show. But the West Tigers, they're in a very similar boat. Um, they were very good a few weekends ago against the Broncos <clears throat> before suffering a loss against the Eels, which they were in that game. But last weekend... It was a game they should have won. It was a game they needed to win if they were going to make the finals this year, in my opinion. They didn't do that. Uh, the Warriors, too good, 26-20 to 20 against them last weekend. And Michael Maguire, well, he blew up at halftime. I didn't see what he did at full-time, but I imagine it wasn't pretty. And like he does when uh, the Tigers don't perform, he has changed the side around again. And this is the thing I like about Madge. He doesn't accept, um, accept uh, second-rate performances his players need to step up. Well, he's going to change that side around, and I think it's a, a good thing they're, they're shuffling the team around. They've got uh, a young guy um, off the name by Kipola, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, I think he's a young kid from the Roosters. He's going to be debuting on the wings this week. Uh, a new halves combination with Brooks and Benji Marshall. Billy Walters goes back to the bench. Still no Josh Reynolds in the team. Um, so they're really shuffling, shuffling around uh, this side, and obviously there's a huge... Uh, out for them. Harry Grant has a minor injury, so he won't be playing this weekend. Moses Empire will be st- stepping into the dummy half duty. So pretty much a whole new spine. As I said, it's a good thing that Madge is doing it. But at the same time, um, I don't know if it's really giving their team time to gel in their positions. Um, and it's going to be a huge challenge against Newcastle, who are back at home this weekend at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, and they're going to be looking to play their absolute best Um and get back to their best, even if they are without Bradman Best, <laughs> who is out injured. Um, huge signing this weekend. Blake Green has been signed from the Warriors. Uh, I believe that was news today. Um, and he has come over straight into the side at 5'8". Kurt Meehan, who has been very impressive this year, moving into the hooker role. I think it really suits him. Um, I think he's a good defender. And I think he can definitely offer some spark at a dummy half. So I think that's going to improve their side. They've been very inconsistent the Knights. They need a win. A lot of injuries for them as well, obviously. Um, but I think they're going to have too much for the Tigers in this game. The home created behind them. Um, I think they are a final team in 2020. And I think they're going to prove it to, uh, this weekend. Adam O'Brien is such a good coach in getting his team up and ready for matches. Um, and it's just a matter for the Knights if things start going against them. they just got to hang in deep and hang in tough, which both of these teams have struggled to do in 2020 when things go against them. So it's a big game for both teams. Um, expect uh, expect the Knights uh, to really come out of the box in this game with their home crowd. Expect it to be a huge start. And I just don't know if the Tigers can can uh, can 
you know, get back into the game after being behind, which I expect them to be, if they can really rally themselves back in this match. So we've got Newcastle by 12 in this game. Um, but obviously, it's a huge game for both teams. It could go either way. I just think the Knights at home uh, offer a little bit more than the West Tigers at this point of the season. And the Tigers, unfortunately, I think are, are doomed to potentially come ninth again in 2020. If the previous game didn't get excited for Super Saturday this weekend, this next game definitely will when the Canberra Raiders take on the Penrith Panthers from Panthers Stadium there in Penrith. Penrith, well, they are the benchmark of the competition at the moment. Absolutely outstanding in 2020. Their only loss coming to the Parramatta Eels. Of course, they did draw a game early with Newcastle without Nathan Cleary. But uh, speaking of Cleary, he's controlling this team around so well. In my opinion, he is the form player in the competition. And he was absolutely back to his best last weekend. I think he scored a couple tries. He set a couple up. He was everywhere last weekend, Nathan Cleary. And uh, they're going to need him back at his best again this weekend because Canberra are going to be no slouches. Um, but as I said, Penrith, they're just rolling at the moment. They've still got Aikens at the fullback position. I think he's done a good job, but expect Canberra to target him. Uh, Jerome Luai has been really good at 5-8 this year. Absolutely outstanding. One of the most underrated players in the side at the moment. Um, and Appy Chorus here, of course, coming back from injury last weekend. He was enormous. And that combination between uh, Luai, Cleary, and Chorus here, it's just getting better every time you see it. Um, there's a lot of unsung heroes and a lot of players that are playing out of their skin in this Penrith side. Um, and I think they're just on such a confidence high at the moment that I think any team would really struggle to beat them. And that includes the Storm, the Roosters, the Eels, all these teams. And it's such a huge challenge for Canberra, who, as we all know, have had so many injuries in 2020. They're starting to play some of their best football over the last month. They're starting to look really good, and they could be a threat come the back end of the year. They were my premiership prediction at the start of the year. They do get Charles Nickel Klotzak back this weekend uh, at fullback, so Rapana's going to go back to the wing there as well. Bateman, huge return last weekend. He was outstanding in that win against the Cowboys. So they're definitely a chance in this game, Canberra, but they're going to have to play their absolute best. Is there any chance against this Penrith side? Uh, this is the early, uh, early finals preview, if you will, because both of these teams, I think, are going to feature heavily in the finals. And uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this one, have a cold one on a Saturday night. And uh, if I was you guys, I'd be doing the same thing. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a huge game. Can't wait for it, and I think uh, I think I'm going to go Penrith in this game. I'm going to go Penrith by four, but I tell you, it could go either way. Uh, this is Penrith's biggest challenge in a while, but I think the way Penrith are playing and uh, the how good how their synchronization of their halves in particular, it's outstanding to see their forwards are really stepping up. The forward battle in this game is going to be very interesting. I mean, you've got guys like Tamo, Fisher, Harris, Kikia, Isaiah, Yo, who's in great form against these guys like Whitehead, Bateman. Papali with the young guys like Dominus Loy and uh, Hudson Young there as well. So huge battle up front, and I think whoever wins that battle early, it's going to dictate the the pace and uh, of this game and who has the uh, momentum early in the matchup. But I, as I said, I just don't see anyone beating Penrith at the moment. They're flying high, and uh, I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe the hide around Penrith. If they win this game, that's going to be closer to me thinking that they are a genuine chance in this competition. They already are a genuine chance, but obviously I think there's a couple of teams that I'd probably place higher than them in contentions of winning the premiership, but if they win this game, they're going to keep making believers, and they're just doing their job. Um, they're just going about it, and they're just focusing on the next match, which you can really appreciate. I'm not, Ivan Cleary 
has really got them focused on the current task, and it's great to see Penrith by four points in this game to conclude Super Saturday this weekend. Two games left in round 13, and it all kicks off on Sunday at 2pm when the Gold Coast Titans take on the North Queensland Cowboys from Seabus Super Stadium up there in Rabina. Um And the Titans, of course, they really took it to the Roosters last weekend and uh, are playing some good football, and the Cowboys were really strong uh, in a narrow loss to Canberra. Some positive signs coming out for both teams last weekend, so I don't think it's appropriate uh, to give this game a snoring noise or a fart noise. I think why both these teams are not contenders for the finals in 2020, that it can be a very highly entertaining contest, this one. I'm actually looking forward to it uh, because I generally, just looking at these teams on paper and uh, looking back at their performances in 2020, I don't know which team is going to win this game. It's honestly a toss of the coin. Um, Ash Taylor and uh, Jamal Fogarty for the Titans, they both haven't been at their best in 2020, but the Ford pack has... uh, Really lifted around them, whether it be Moeki or uh, Jameen or uh, Proctor has been really good since he's come back from injury. Hipgrave been really good this season as well. And Jai Arrow has been uh, a professional in his last season for Gold Coast for departing for the Rabbitohs next season. But I think they've been really good in recent weeks. Uh, Alexander Brimson, AJ Brimson last weekend, his return uh, has really boosted Gold Coast and it's really a good sign um, that he come back um, in such good form because I thought he had a very solid game against the uh, two-time reigning premiers, the Roosters, last weekend. So he really added a different uh, dimension to their attack this weekend. The Cowboys, on the other hand, um, I don't know if their halves are particularly fired this year as well, but they are really boosted this weekend by the return of Michael Morgan and Josh Maguire and Essen Masters. So they've got some guys that are coming back from injury. I think Essen's been named in the 20th, uh, 20 jersey, but... Uh, Definitely McGuire and Morgan are back this weekend, which really uh, will help uh, them there. Um, so I expected to fire up in this game. Tamalolo, I like what the Cowboys are doing at the moment. Um, usually you'll see at the start of the year and in previous years, he's such a great player, Tamalolo, and usually you'll see him being the, the first guy to get the ball and makes a solid 10, 15 metres. But what they're doing at the moment is I think they're playing, uh, Josh Hannay is really coming to the seam and they're playing him a little bit uh, wider Jason Tamalolo from Josh Rene's instructions, um, which means that he's getting the ball as the as the second or third receiver, which gives him more room. It doesn't give him as don't get me wrong, it doesn't give him enough time to react to what's happening on the field, but it's getting him in positions against smaller defenders, and it's really given him an opportunity to uh, break tackles. And I think it's actually adding a new element to his attack and to the Cowboys' attack as a whole. So with Michael Morgan's return, I still hope they can. Uh, they can do that with Tamalolo because I think he's playing even better than he usually does. So good signs there. Um, the Hammer has been a little bit frustrating in recent, recent weeks at fullback. I don't know if he's playing great, but it's going to be very interesting to see the spine between him, Hampton, Morgan, and Robson since it is a new spine. Um, so that will be interesting. I still think they've got some kinks to work out, uh, the Cowboys. Uh, so I've got Gold Coast in an upset in this game. I've got Gold Coast by two points. I really think they're playing with some heart at the moment, and it's really encouraging to see them lifting and becoming the team um, that uh, their new coach in... Um, in uh, What's his name? Uh, sorry, I'm blanking on the name, but their new coach... Um, in, uh, sorry, one second. He deserves more respect than this because he has been, uh, Justin Holbrook, sorry, yeah. Sorry, absolutely blanked on the name. Just Justin Holbrook um, 
they're really molding into the team that, that he wants them to be in 2020. Um, so all signs are looking bright for Gold Coast in the coming seasons because their defense is getting better. Um, if they can get their half right, they're going to be a real uh, contender in the next few seasons uh, for a final spot. So uh, improvement by Gold Coast. I've got Gold Coast by two in this game. And the final game of the round takes place at 4.05 p.m. At, on Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon football at Nostrada Jubilee Stadium when the Cronulla Sharks take on the Parramatta Eels. And the Sharks, they uh, got away with it. They stole a victory last weekend against the Brisbane Broncos late in that game. They are boosted this weekend by the return of Josh Dugan and Matt Moyland. Um, but their young guys really stood up last weekend. Guys like Connor Tracy, um, of course, he scored the match winning try. But him and Ferrells, who I believe got hurt last weekend. But these guys really stepped up and made their presence felt. Talakai has been re- rewarded for his good form with a starting second row uh, spot this weekend. Um, with Nakora, I believe, out injured. Actually, no, he's 19. So I think he's got a minor injury. Um, but it's good to see those young guys really step up when they needed them to. And the Sharks are a team that could really do some damage... Um, and really surprise some of the top four teams later in the season. And this game is uh, no exception because the Eels, they have been uh, not at their best uh, this season. Uh, or, sorry, this month. They've been fantastic this season, obviously. Um, and they are still winning games, apart from that Manly game a couple of weeks since ago. But uh, against the Tigers and the Bulldogs, uh, they've been less than impressive. They managed to steal a victory in both those games. have obviously outflowed against Manly, so... I'm looking for an improved Eagles performance and I'm looking for a performance that says, hey, we're going to build to the finals with our form. And I expect a lot of uh, tipsters and a lot of punters to get on the Tigers, uh, sorry, to get on the Sharks this in this game because the Sharks have won six out of their past seven matches. They are flying at the moment. Um, but I expect to see Parramatta lift to a new level. Their side is almost full strength. They've still got Ryan Madison out, who has been enormous in 2020. So that's a big loss for them still. Um, but they've got their halves back, Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses, Gufson, Reed Mahoney, and Gufson and Moses were really good last weekend. Dylan Brown had a quiet game, so I expect to see him back at his best, and uh, by their damaging forward, Raymond Campbell-Gillard, and Joseph Paul, obviously, was probably the best player in the field last weekend in that Eels victory against the Bulldogs. I expect all these guys to fire up, and uh, the Eels need a lift to an extra gear if they're going to be a consistent top four team, and if they're going to be a team that's going to really compete in the finals. They need a lift and get some forms heading into the finals. Obviously, there's still eight rounds left, but uh, now's the time to, to start getting it together, and I think they will. There's going to be a lot of support for Cronulla, as I said, but I expect the Eels to bounce back um, from their form slump, and I expect them to put on a real show. In this game, it's going to be a highly entertaining contest, but I've got the Eels in this one by eight points. So those are my tips for round 13. Just to recap, I've got the Roosters against the Dragons. I've gone the Warriors against Manly, the Rabbitohs against the Broncos, the Storm against the Bulldogs, the Knights against the Tigers, the Panthers against the Raiders, the Titans against the Cowboys, and the Eels against the Sharks. So those are my tips for round 13. Let's move over to my bets of the week. Um, And I'm going to go two bets again this weekend. $25. I'm going to go crazy multi. We're going to use sports bet just to uh, determine it right now. But I've got the Roosters 1-12. to As I said, I think it's going to be a very highly entertaining match. And I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. So I've got the Roosters 1-12 to in that game. I've got the into the Warriors in the upset. Uh, actually, we've got the Warriors with the start. The Warriors have 12 start. And I think that's a, a shoe-in. So the Roosters 1-12, to the Warriors with the start. Um, we're also going to put the Knights just to win in that. So that gives us... $8.50, 
Um, so if you put in $25 on that, you're going to be looking at about 200 bucks. So I think that's a very good bet. The Roosters won 12. The Warriors were 12 and a half start, which I think is a value bet at $1.90. I think it's going to be a very close game, that one, and the Knights against the Tigers. So um, that will get you 200 bucks. You could even put the 50 just in the Warriors if you wanted to uh, with the start. So as I said, I think it's a sure thing bet. Um, but the other 25 this week, I'm actually going to put on a man that has uh, started 13 games in the wing position and has not scored a try, which is unbelievable um, for a winger. He scored so many in the Super League, but Ryan Hall for the uh, Roosters has been so unlucky that he has to just have not been able to get over the line. And in my opinion, this could be the week that he actually does. I think he will score his first try in the NRL. He's a dollar ninety-one to do so. We're gonna put twenty-five bucks on him. I reckon close to the game time, you can get about two bucks for him. So you put twenty-five on him, you'd be looking at fifty which will be what you're betting this week. So uh, get on those bets if you believe in me. Hopefully you do. Hopefully I can get my first perfect round this year, uh, this week, obviously. Um, as I said at the start of the podcast, we're now going to recap. Uh, we're now going to look at and uh, predict the rest of the season in terms of the ladder. You look at the ladder right now, and you've got Penrith on 21 points. Uh the best team so far this year. They deserve to be on top. You've got the Storm and the Eels both on 20. And then there's a four-point gap between third and fourth. The Roosters are fourth with 16. The Raiders are fifth with 16 points. The Sharks are on 14. The Knights are on 13. The Rabbitohs on 12 in your top eight. Um, outside of the top eight, you've got the Manly Seagulls on 12 points. The Tigers on 10 points. Uh, the Dragons on eight points. And the Warriors on eight points. So let's just have a quick look. Let's highlight... Uh, quickly before I wrap this up, um, six to twelve position. Um, the Sharks are playing some really good football, um, and I'm not even gonna. We're not gonna look at their run home right now because I think the Sharks, even though they might lose to the Eels uh, this weekend, I think they're almost a certainty to make the finals with how they're playing. I'm gonna. We're gonna put the Sharks in there right now, so I think the Sharks get one of the remaining top, uh, the remaining top eight positions, one of the three remaining spots. Which leads us to uh, the Knights, the Rabbitohs, mainly the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Warriors. The Knights and the Rabbitohs are just clinging on to those last two top eight spots. Um, the Warriors and the Dragons, if we look there, they've won four games and lost eight. Um, they are still technically in with a shot to make the finals, even with both having uh, not great for and against, especially the Warriors. They've got minus 135. Um, but looking at their run home and looking at how they're playing 20 in 2020, you can't really see him making the final. So let's rule out the Dragons and the Warriors. Let's put a red line through both of those teams. Um, it leads us with four teams, and four teams that are going to be fighting for two top eight spots in Newcastle, the Rabbitohs, Manly, and the Tigers. And now I'm going to quickly have a look at all at all these teams' runs home. Um, we're going to start with Newcastle. They are currently on 13 points. Um, and if we look at their run home this week, they've got the Tigers. And I've predicted Newcastle to win that game. Um, let's just get into their upcoming matches. Here we go. Sorry, it might be one second. So this week, of course, the Tigers, I reckon Newcastle win, but it's such a huge game in, determina- in determining who makes the top eight. Um, sorry, it won't be one second. It's great radio. I know. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I really appreciate the support in 2020. While I'm looking up this Newcastle run home, um, I also want to mention that there's a couple of announcements that I might uh, be able to reveal 
uh, in the coming weeks about future podcasts that have nothing to do with NRL. Um, but during the off-season, um, I'm going to get bored, and I think I'm going to uh, explore some of these adventures because this podcast has done really well, and it's finally time, I think, to start looking into getting guests on future podcasts. Uh, 2021, we're definitely having guests on this show, um, but next year um, and for the other podcasts uh, this year uh, that are in contention to be made and in development at the moment, I think there's going to be guests. So very exciting times if you like this podcast and if you want to listen to more of my annoying voice. Uh, but into the Knights uh, run home, I've got the Knights against the Tigers. Newcastle winning that game. So let's. I'm just going to give each of these four remaining teams, I'm going to give them two points to the matches that I think they're going to win. Um, the Knights, let's give them two points against the Tigers. They've got Manly in round 14. Um, again, a huge match to determine. The next two games here could really determine where the Knights finish and where the Tigers and Manly finish in these two games. But uh, I'm going to go Newcastle uh, based off form. Again, could go over way again, but we'll go Newcastle getting to 17 points with a win against Manly in round 14. The Cowboys are away in round 15, and if the Knights are serious about their finals hope, they should win that game as well. So they get to 19 points there. The Warriors after that gets to 21, and then the Sharks, the Roosters, and the Dragons, and then the Titans the remaining weeks. So if you look at that run home for Newcastle, they've got a not that hardest run in the world. They've got a huge game against the Sharks and a huge game against the Roosters in there. But overall, they've got a pretty easy run home compared to some of these teams. So I'm going to say Newcastle will make the finals in 2020. Um, so let's book them in, in either 7th or 8th. And looking at their run home, we'll book them in at 7th. So I've got the Knights coming 7th. Um, the Sharks come in sixth, which leads us to one spot left out of the three remaining teams, the Rabbitohs, the Tigers, and Manly. We're going to look at the Rabbitohs, who are currently coming eighth, and look at their run home for the rest of the year. Obviously, they're currently on 12 points, six wins, six losses. And this weekend, they do have the Brisbane Broncos. As I predicted, I expect them to win that game if they are serious about 20, their finals hopes in 2020. It's a little bit of a danger game, but they should win it. The Rabbitohs would go to 14 points if they do win that game. Then they've got the Cowboys in round 14, Again, if they're serious about their uh, their finals credentials, you've got to go see us again in that game, which would get them to 16 points if they were to win that game. Huge game in round 15 against Manly, Rabbitohs, Manly. That game could go either way. I'm not going to put any points on that game at the moment because it's so close. I'm going to break my own rules that I just invented, um, and I'm going to leave that game out. So the Rabbitohs on 16 points going into round 16. They could be on 18, but we'll, we'll have them at 16 at the moment. Um, they'll lose to the Eels and the Storm. As I said, they haven't been firing a shot um, against top eight teams, and those are two huge teams that they got to beat uh, in round 16 and 17. So I've got them losing to the Eels and the Storm in those two rounds. So they're still on 16 points, excluding that game against Manly in round 15. They then have the Tigers, who I expect them to beat if they're serious, and they already have beaten them this year. So the Rabbitohs, in my opinion, will go to 18 points there at least. Bulldogs round 19, I think we'll get them to 20 points. Um, and then they've got the Roosters in the final round of the year, which even though it's a huge rivalry, even though the Rabbitohs step up, I can't see them beating the Roosters if the Roosters are full strength. So the Rabbitohs, without that Manly game, on 20 points. If you include that Manly game, let's include it because I think even though they're going to have Tommy and Co potentially back in round 15 Manly from injury, uh, the Rabbitohs should have still a little bit too much Got to be favourites anyway at that point. So if they do win against the Broncos and the Cowboys. So let's give the Rabbitohs the two points. They'll go to 22 for the season, um, which I think will be enough to make the finals. Um, 
But let's quickly have a look at Manly's 2020 draw. Um, and Manly, obviously, this weekend, they have the uh, Warriors. In, I think that it's a huge game for their season. I've got the Warriors with a huge upset. They are 450 to win. So Manly are the favorites, but I reckon the Warriors will win that game. So I've got the Warriors there. Um, so no points for Manly, who are on 12 points. Uh, same as the Rabbitohs, six wins, six losses. Then they've got the Knights. I've already said I think the Knights win that game. So they're still on 12 points. The Rabbitohs game could go either way, but let's say the Rabbitohs are the favourites and are favourites to win that game. Still on 12 points. Mainly games, uh, mainly in uh, round 16 have Melbourne, which is a huge game. Still on 12 points. The Tigers is another huge game. They're going to be boosted by a few people back from injury then. So let's give Mainly a win there against the Tigers. Uh, gets them to 14 points. Then they've got the Bulldogs. Gets them to 16 points. Then they've got the Titans. I think they'll win, which will get them to 18 points. Huge game in the last round against the Warriors. Let's assume that Manly will win one of those games against the Warriors. They're the two that they've got for the rest of the year, at least, which will get them to 20 points. Um, so you can see that the Rabbitohs are on 22 and Manly are on 20. Whoever wins that game in round 15, I think will make the finals. I think it's all about that game in round 15 at the moment. I've got it currently at the Rabbitohs, but if Manly win, I think Manly will make it. So at the moment, I've got the Knights and the Rabbitohs being finalists mainly and the Tigers missing out. We're going to quickly have a look at the Tigers run home. Um, but as I said last weekend, if they are going to make the finals, you think they would have won that game against the Warriors um, because they, they were in, you know, they just lost to the Eels. They had flogged the Broncos. They were in such good form and they couldn't get it done. So um, very disappointing uh, last week by the Tigers. But obviously this weekend, they've got the Knights. I'm tipping the Knights, so they'll stay on 10 points. Um, they're currently five wins, seven losses to the Tigers. Um, so let's stay on 10 points there. Then after that, the Bulldogs. So I reckon they'll get two points there. Gets them to 12 points. They're not beating the Roosters. They're not beating Penrith in the next two rounds. So they're still on 12 points heading into round 17. Manly game. I expect Manly to be too good for them. And I expect the Rabbitohs to be too good for them in round 18. So, And then they've got the Storm and the Eels then the year. So... Even if they do manage to win a few of those games, the Tigers, I don't expect them to be in contention. I just, I think they've missed their opportunities, and I think that this is very much a free horse race, putting in the two points, uh, two spots. And I give Newcastle with their strength for their run home the advantage. I think they will get seventh spot, which leads it, in my opinion, out of Manly and the Rabbitohs uh, to get that final spot of the year. And I know I've got a a good friend who's a Manly supporter, but. Uh, I hope the Rabbitohs make it, and but we'll see what happens, I guess, as we uh, as we get closer. So, uh, just to recap, those last three spots, I've got the Sharks, Newcastle, and the Rabbitohs, uh, just over Manly, making those final three final spots. But thank you guys for listening to Round 13's podcast. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast, as always. Please like the page on Facebook if you haven't. Steve's NRL Free Tips. Please subscribe. Leave a review on Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere else you guys get this podcast. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, once again, let's hope I can get my first perfect round of the year in round 13 of the NRL's Chelsea Premiership. Enjoy the footy, guys. I'll see you guys at the same time next weekend.